0: One of my favorite corn growers, sweet corn growers, is Mike Peenick, who is uh, in business as a commercial grower and a farmer uh, near Des Moines, Iowa. He uh, has made uh, a part of his living, and for many people around him, uh, by selling sweet corn. And, uh, Mike, it's been an unusual year so far. I know right now, at the end of February, it seems a little bit cold, but what kind of winter has this been for you?
1: been a lot warmer than normal we had that one week of extremely cold weather uh but other than that it's been uh very pleasant it would make you almost want to go back to raising livestock with this kind of winter but that's out <laughs> of the question so
0: <laughs> yeah i saw some pictures of the northern plains of uh snow stuck to the livestock to where they could hardly breathe and i uh I would hate to uh, have to endure that as a rancher in the open areas of the country. As you look at it, though, right now, does it give you any urge to believe that the best is yet to come and the cold weather is pretty much over and you might do some things that you normally do in April?
1: There's always that temptation uh, to do some things now. Uh, We've got most of the fall work done, so... We're not that excited about getting things like that done, but on the sweet corn side of it, there's always that temptation to start planting, but it's still just, it's Iowa, it's first of March, it's still a little early to get to thinking too seriously about that anyway.
0: Well, let me go back to 2012. I knew you then, it was a very mild winter, and I was working for WHO television, and this young lady told me she was looking for a sweet go- corn grower. And she found you, and she was uh, uh, pimping you a little bit to plant early. And uh, I wondered if you can tell me that story and uh, what you did.
1: The whole story was she came out, and I was actually working in the field that day. Uh, we'd rent another field, and I was uh, putting anahydrous on, and she asked, have you got the itch to plant sweet corn? And I said, well, I can't really think about it. It's too early. I've never done that. Well, that night, went home and talked to my wife about it. And the time we talked for about 10, 15 minutes on it, she says, well, it ain't going to really hurt nothing to give it a shot. And so we went ahead and uh, worked the ground the next day, and then later that afternoon, after it kind of warmed up a little bit, we put it in, and uh, eight days later, the corn was coming out of the ground, which was very unusual for early planted wow. sweet corn.
0: And how much did you plant at that time?
1: Well, that, we had just a little over four acres in that field there at that one, and uh, yeah, it done exceptionally good till. We got a frost on it, and then it didn't look quite so good after that. So,
0: But you did get some that uh, went on to maturity, didn't you? Yes,
1: yes, yeah, some of it did. It was kind of a weird frost where the top of the hill was part got frosted, and mm-hmm. the edges of the field did not get frosted, which is normally backwards of things. So.
0: Well, when that happens for a person who's a commercial grower of sweet corn, Uh, and you get that early corn, Uh, I know people at the farmer's market who are looking for it as early as they can get it, and they're, they're pretty much crazy to get it. Does it pay off for you if you can deliver early?
1: Yes, especially at a farmer's market. We can sell a tremendous amount more than you normally sell on a weekend. If you're the only one that's got the sweet corn there, it makes a big difference on that. If it's the first weekend and other people have corn, you're not going to sell near as much as if you're the only one that's got it.
0: Well, I know that you and the Reinharts have a friendly competition, and he sets up at Boone, which is quite a ways north of you, and you, you usually can get him by a, a little bit. But that year, Mike, as I recall, you got everybody by a lot.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: Did you get to, Did you charge more? Could you charge more, or did you just sell more?
1: I just sold more once I have never had the philosophy of charging extra when I've been out early. Uh I just set my price at the start of the year and then it's that way through rest of the year. So it's that's my philosophy. Some others do it different, but that's just the way I do it. So
0: I'm curious how much you're gonna charge this year a uh, a dozen on corn.
1: I've already had some of the people that buy from me ask me, and we've been $8 for the last three years, and we're going to keep it at $8 a dozen for this year, too.
0: Well, relatively speaking, that is good compared to many other food prices around. Um, so I appreciate that, Mike, very much. Let me talk to you as a farmer and as a man who's perhaps uh, 12 years wiser than you were in 2012. If you go in this year with an early uh, chance at this sweet corn and it fails, is it uh, pretty disastrous?
1: It's going to take the seed side of it has went up over twice what it was in 2012. Uh, So, yeah, that kind of affects the pocketbook, plus all your expenses of putting it in and then having to rework the ground to replanted again is doubled, so it costs quite a bit more than it did in 2012 to do that, yes.
0: To clarify this a little bit, though, as I understand it, the corn you plant today is not exactly the corn you planted 12 years ago. There's a lot more technology in this corn. Has that been beneficial to you?
1: Some of the corn I plant has a lot more technology in it. Some of it is still a straight Plain Jane sweet corn, still. Uh, But the ones that I, by late season, I have a lot of technology in that because that's where we have a lot more problems with uh, diseases and with earworm pressure and stuff. And uh, it is extremely high price compared to normal sweet corn. It's about uh, three and a half times what field corn is. Mm-hmm.
0: Where are you going to sell this year? I know you've got a stand. Tell me where it's located to sell direct uh, whenever the season gets here. And then, what markets will you be showing up at?
1: Uh, my my stand now is located at Busy Bee Garden Center there on sixty five sixty nine, and then the, the market I sell at is Des Moines Farmers Downtown Des Moines Farmers Market. And then I have about six people buy from me, uh, scattered from Marshalltown down to southeast of Des Moines, southwest of Des Moines there, in areas to sell also.
0: Do they put the name Penick on their corn when they're selling it, or just you?
1: Some of them have uh, my name up there on the corn, and some of them, when they ask where it came from, then they go ahead and tell them.
0: Well Mike, you're a class grower and guy, as well as your wife and family, and uh how many young people through the years do you think you've hired to, to help?
1: <laughs> oh boy. I'd hate to guess on that one, Ken. It's probably been I've probably went through somewhere in the neighborhood of uh close to 200 different kids since we talked in 2012 about that mm-hmm. in that time frame alone.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a summer job, and uh, you pay pretty good money, uh, and they get to be outside doing things that are fun. Some people almost do that for free.
1: Well, some would, but I. I on the side note, it is getting a little tougher each year to get the kids.
0: Well, that's like tassel, detasseling corn. Yep. I think the Reinharts used to run a crew, and I think Greg finally just said, enough of this, I'm not doing it anymore.
1: <laughs> well, he had a pretty near enough crew in his whole family, so he didn't have to get too many more. That's true. Hey,
0: let me just have you switch gears a little bit, because I know you're a farmer as well, and you plant field varieties of corn, and you plant soybeans. And I just got through talking to, Troy Deitmeyer with uh, DuPont Pioneer, and he put in a strip of soybeans in northeast Iowa just to see what they would do. And I'm curious to your reaction of uh, somebody saying to you, Mike, why don't you drop those soybeans in in early March because you might just do real well?
1: There's been a couple of them that's tried that in the neighborhood. It costs a lot more because you've got to have a special seed treatment on them to help them handle that cold weather a little bit. And then uh, oh, if they don't come up even, then you've got problems. And then if you uh, get the frost, soybeans do not handle the frost at all. You've got problems. So I'm still the old fashioned on that of, Platinum when the ground temperature is a little warmer so they can come up all even and have a good stand with them.
0: Well, I'm dancing around this, but I'm interested to see how well agriculture will do if we truly have a change in the climate. And a change in the climate in where the area we live in, it seems like it's going to affect the temperature more than the rainfall. Don't know that. But the speculation is that you would have uh, just a warmer year. And uh, if you had a warmer year, you go in earlier. Uh, Do we have the genetics in corn and soybeans to do that? And uh, do we have a longer fall that lets you grow out those crops at the far end? a lot to think about there, but uh, are you of a mindset that if the weather started changing on you, you would try to match it?
1: we are somewhat especially in the corn we are seeing some of the results of that with the heat and we were not some people had been planting shorter season corn and i think people's going away from that somewhat and going back to the little more full season for this area and still getting it out quicker, but the genetics in beans have not kept up with the corn on the on the heat and the dryness quite as much yet. We're seeing a big improvement with yields for corn with the heat and dry weather versus the beans.
0: Well, Mike is uh, always an interesting year. There's no two alike. I can parallel 2012, but you could probably prove me wrong within another month. And, uh, it's, it's always, uh, an interesting year as you go to the field. I, I don't know people who, who work harder than you and your crew and, and think more about the public. The thing I really like about you is that you interface with the the true buyers of your product on your sweet corn. And I think it may give you a broader perspective on how to treat a customer than many farmers have.
1: Yes. I, I found that out years ago when I used to wasn't selling near as much and I had a young girl want to go with me to the market and my sales drastically increased because I could talk to the public more. And mm-hmm. that, realize you needed to be talking to them and that has helped tremendously not just with me but get the word out about agriculture in general with things yeah
0: well and also get a broader appreciation of where they're coming from because yep. in some cases you may not agree with it but it's <laughs> their reality and yeah. you're selling them a product so you uh you need to deal with them on their terms if they'll buy on your terms.
1: Yeah, that's very true there. Yep. Sometime we got to meet in a happy medium in that.
0: Yeah. Well, you're happy, and uh, I appreciate you talking to me. And may you have a great season this year. Penix sweet corn around the Des Moines area, some of the finest. Thanks, Mike.
1: Well, thank you, Ken.
0: Thanks for listening to People in the Know. I'm on the hunt for guests to interview. If you have suggestions, contact me at this email address, kenroot at gmail.com, K-E-N-R-O-O-T at gmail.com. Have a great week.